0: Hey, guys, and welcome back to the Healing Circle Podcast. Boop, boop, I'm Kobe. Boop, 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 boop.
1: <laughs> I'm, I'm Kyle.
0: And this is Kyle. And we're so excited to be back with another episode. Let's jump right into it, babe. Yeah, let's Today, go. we're going to talk about patterns. So when you think of the word patterns, what, what comes up for you?
1: Why am I like this book that comes out April of 2023? Where's my camera, guys? That one? You? Hey, you.
0: By the book. Was that what you were looking for? It wasn't what I was looking for, okay. but I'll tell you what. It actually does feel very good how shameless you are at promoting me. Oh, yeah. It's a good feeling. Is Man, it because I'm your you cash I when we got cow? together
1: that I wasn't marrying you just because you're gorgeous. I just knew one day you were going to be super famous, and I want to ride on your coattails.
0: I'm okay with that. It's very
1: romantic. It, I mean, I think everyone wants someone to say, hey, it's not you. It's your future money that I'm asking. <laughs> So, <laughs> it just so happens you're fine, right? So, you know, <clears throat> I'm just doing my part, guys. She's going to be the next Oprah, and I'm going to be Steadman. Y'all want to uh, come to my houseboat or whatever I'll be living on. Come <laughs> Your through. Your
0: chateau. Oh, Lord. Well, we are talking about patterns today. That was not just uh, a pitch to Kyle to, to promote my book. Um, I wanted to talk about patterns today specifically because it is the number one reason why people seek out therapy with me. People usually come to therapy with me and they're like, first I'm like, what brings you to therapy? Like what are you seeking services for? And the thing that they always say is I want to stop doing blank or I want to start doing blank. It is always about like there's something I want to stop doing and I just can't figure out how to stop. Or there's something I want to start doing and I just can't figure out how to start. Um, And when they say that, like internally I'm like, and uh, I tell them I can help them because I can, especially if it fits my competency. But more than anything, it's always a journey, and I love this journey. It's always a journey into them seeing how the patterns they can't change are a reflection of the pain they haven't addressed yet. Like patterns are on the surface, and we want to change the surface, but we don't want. It's almost like we want to change the fruit of the tree without changing the soil. We're like, how do I just get different fruit? How do I make this orange tree produce pears? And it's like, I understand what you're trying to do, but the reality is in order for you to get pears, you need the seed of a pear. If you want uh, it to grow in a better way, if you want more fruit then you have to change the soil and it's root work, right? Yeah. You have to do, like, the root work. You can't just – I heard this from E.T. I love him. E.T., the hip-hop preacher, a.k.a. the goat, a.k.a. my bishop. (laughs) Um, (laughs) He said, like, you can't keep doing leaf work. You can't keep tending to the leaves. At some point, you have to get to the root and do root work if you really want to see, like, real transformation. Um, But it's okay if the way that you get to the root is first through tending the leaves. Yeah, Like, you don't have to jump into getting super deep first, but it is important for you to understand why the patterns you're trying to change aren't changing, why the patterns you're trying to begin just aren't, like, taking off, or why the momentum, it just isn't sticking, that it matters, like, that you understand why it's happening. And so I want to kind of jump into, like, the neurobiology of patterns. So when we talk about patterns, we're not just talking about things that we are, like, compulsory, compulsory, what's the word? Doing
1: compulsively.
0: Compulsively? Oh, my gosh. Guys, do I know words? Things we're not doing New York Times (laughs) bestselling
1: author Kobe Campbell.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Things we're not doing um, reflexively. I'll use that Ah, word. There you Mm -hmm. go. A little easier on the tongue. Uh, Things we're not doing reflexively. Um, our patterns are the things that we do that become easier and easier to do the more we do it. But every single pattern is a response or a way to cope with something. It's a response to something or it's a way to cope with something. So when we think about um, the neurology of it, so I'm trying not to like get too nerdy. I'll do it. Uh, it, it'll confuse some people. But long story short, every action, every thought, uh, every feeling uh, creates something called a neurological pathway. These neurological pathways are essentially the circuitry of our brain of how we operate and the things that we do or don't do right? So every pattern has like a pathway. Think of the pathway as like a highway. If you have been waking up and brushing your teeth every single morning for the last 20 years, that pathway is a highway, right? That thing is you get on, you get off. It's nice and smooth. Four it's lanes, paved. Yeah, yes.
1: they ain't doing construction on it like the 74, you know, 704 or whatever here in Charlotte oh. every single day.
0: Uh, for sure. It's for established. sure. Yes, it's established. It's established. But Do you ever get that weird sensation when you're trying something new and it just feels physically awkward? Like physically, it feels weird. You're just kind of like, oh, this feels weird. I'm trying something new. Or that sensation of like, I don't know how something works or I'm struggling to understand something. Your brain is creating a brand new neurological pathway, right? So when you do something new, you're creating new neurological pathways. And this whole process of being able to create new neurological pathways is called neuroplasticity. So think about this. Is your brain, which is meant to, uh, when our brains are lazy, so let's say that, and our brains are meant to keep us safe. They're lazy, meant to keep us safe. Is your brain going to take the four-lane highway when trying to do an activity? Or is your brain gonna try and take the dirt path, which is trying something new, right? Which one's easier? The four-lane highway, right? So for a lot of us, there are things that we did uh, thoughts that we thought feelings that we felt in response to external stimuli and we did it over and over and over and over and over again our brain is neurologically meant to hold on to the patterns that we've already been engaging in that's why change is so hard right and so we have to ask not just why can't I change? We also have to ask why is the pattern there in the first place and what function and what role does it play in our lives, right?
1: So, like, the whole highway, neuroplasticity. Yeah. So that's that's how I can, like, get up and drive to work and not realize yes. I ever took a turn. Yep. Right? Or, or when or you're I driving like,
0: one place and you end up in a complete different place because your brain was... You end up driving home
1: when you meant to go to the store and you're like, how did I get here? You kind of wake up to it. Yep. Yep. Or even like um, this doesn't happen as much anymore. Thank God. But there's a time in my life, especially earlier in my healing journey, when I would find out that I had said something mean about myself in my head. So I would like do something. And I'd almost like be the last person to realize that in my head I called myself stupid.
0: Yeah. Like, oh you're so like, dumb. Like I'm an idiot. Like reflexively. Yeah. Like
1: it already it just happened. And then I'm like, Yeah. Well, I guess I am dumb. You know, that's what I used to do. Now I'm like, no, I'm not dumb.
0: Yeah. I'm, I'm learning.
1: I'm a good <laughs> We tell our son Levi, like he's he's yeah. not a bad kid or whatever. He's a good kid that's having a hard time. That's right. Right? So I'm like, oh, no, I'm <coughs> not dumb. I'm a good Kyle just having a hard, hard time. time. <laughs> that's right. That's right. That's but that. that's all like part of that pathway mm-hmm. stuff.
0: Yeah, for sure. It, it is. So we, when we build uh, these neurological pathways, it's from repetition, right? So we learn through repetition and we unlearn through repetition. A lot of people fall into the myth of believing that we learn based off of the, no- the knowledge that we have. That's not true. You learn through repetition, you unlearn through repetition, right? So you can do something every single day. I can be a sedentary person, which I kind of am, every single day of my life, right? If I somehow learn that I can lose 30 pounds by doing this, like, Shanti workout situation, just because I have that knowledge does not and the desire does not mean I have the physical capacity to act on that knowledge. And it's yeah. going to take me several times of trying to actually accomplish doing that, right? Yeah. And I think a lot of us, we try one time, we try two times, I know better, I'm so dumb, it's because I'm lazy, and because I'm this, we say it to ourselves and then we say it to other people too, like you know better. Knowing better does not mean you have the capacity to do better. Attaining knowledge and implementing that knowledge and applying that knowledge to our lives, it all takes different parts of the brain, right? So like many of us think that we we think that the patterns are just like moral failures. Mm. I keep doing this because I just don't want it bad enough. <laughs> I keep doing this because I'm lazy. I, I keep doing this because I just like, I don't, I don't understand or like, I need, there's a breakthrough I need. There's something, it's like, no, you learn through repetition, you're gonna unlearn through repetition, but before we even get to the learning unlearning, let's talk about what function that pattern plays, right? All patterns play a role in our lives, right? All patterns are a response to something. This pattern that you're struggling to let go of or you're struggling to hold on to, right, what role does it play in your life, right? And something I often ask uh, my clients is, like, what is the momentary benefit of this pattern, right cuz patterns
1: the pattern that you want to stop yeah the pattern so that you want to stop so they come in saying i want to stop this and you ask them yeah, and what are you getting from it yeah what are
0: you getting from this and they're just it's, like that's a good n- question. they're like nothing it's terrible i hate it when i do this and i'm like no you're getting something out of it you're getting something like you're getting something now the cost benefit analysis is like you're not getting as much as you're losing yeah. right but you're getting something out of it and you're not going to be able to let go of it until you acknowledge what you're getting out of this pattern because you're still going
1: to need that something, even if you lose the pattern.
0: And you're just going to pick up another pattern. Bro, you
1: got to start. You got to be a therapist. Or <laughs> see, like You got to <laughs> spread the good news of whatever it is you just said. That's wild.
0: You're going to just pick up another pattern and then get frustrated at yourself for the same heart issue that's showing up in a different place. And that's why I tell my, cl- my clients, like, listen, this is about heart transformation, not behavior modification. Like, you're worried about changing how you act, but if you change the soil of the seed that affects what you're going to bear fruit that that affects what's going to come out on the outside and so like we can keep trying to cut off the branches we can keep picking the fruit so no one sees what it is but at the end of the day it's going to keep showing up right and so like when we don't recognize what these patterns give us we struggle to let go of them so one thing we have to understand is all patterns are self-destructive, all negative patterns, sorry. All negative patterns are self-destructive and self-protective. It's taking something from you. It's also self-destructive giving... Self-destructive and, and self-protective.
1: Huh? Uh, oh all yeah, Right? That's isolation. Good. Clip for, that.
0: <laughs> <laughs> isolation, for example, right? When we engage in persistent isolation, what are we protecting ourselves from? Vulnerability, ridicule, embarrassment being seen by people we don't trust, feeling unsafe, right? But what are we destroying? Our ability to connect with other people, our ability to have a sense of accountability, our ability to experience mm. acceptance. Like, But what happens is we are staying in that isolation because we're trying to protect ourselves. But just because you build a wall, the same wall that keeps people out is keeping, it's trapping you in right yeah it's one wall but it has two functions right it's keeping you from getting out there and it's also keeping people from getting in right and so i think that for a lot of us we don't realize that we have these patterns that offer us something what's a pattern that you have we didn't prep this so i'm really interested in what you say to hear what you have to, have to say what's a pattern that you have that is both like self-protective, self-destructive, something that you, like, want to stop doing, but you can't stop doing it?
1: Um, I would say self-talk, uh, like, negative self-talk, mm. very specifically around, like, um, how do I put it? I, um, for whatever reason, I'm, like, shame-motivated. Yes. I don't want to be shame motivated. Yeah. But yeah. it's difficult for me to like do anything. I have to do a lot of emotional mental work to do something without shaming myself into doing it. Mm-hmm. If I'm going to work out, it can't be because I want to be healthy. It's got to be because I'm ashamed of the way I look. Mm-hmm. I can say I'm, I want to be healthy all day long. It ain't going to get me out to bed. But if I think about what I saw in the in the mirror two days ago, I'd be like, "Hey, bro, they ain't gonna have me out here in these streets <laughs> looking like this. I gotta get up." <laughs> um, and and it and it trickles right, yeah. like it trickles into all these different. Even in our relation, there've been seasons in our relationship where it was like, you could ask me to do something and I want to do it, but I had like no drive to go and do the thing you wanted me to do. Yeah. Until it was like. Dang, bro, I'm a trash husband, I guess. <laughs> like, so really, you gonna know what your wife wants you to do, but not do it? I'm just telling, you know, I'm just, like, beating down on myself, and then I, like, find the energy. Oh, okay, now I feel like I can go do the thing. Yep. So I think about that. Like, it's obviously self-destructive. Yeah. But I think it, it's self-protective because yeah, it's kind of like a lot of comedians, like, got, you know, made fun of when they were younger. And so you learn to tell the joke before someone can tell it on you type mm. thing. And I think in a lot of different ways, I felt like a lot of shame. Or I felt like people were going to shame me. So I was like, nah, bro, I'm better at it than you are. Mm. Like, what's that? You, you said, what about me? No, nah, I can do it better. God, sucks. <laughs> <laughs> like, And it made me feel like safe. Like, at least I get to control the narrative, even if it's a narrative I don't like.
0: Yes. And so, like, the, you're saying the momentary reward is control. Yeah. And, like, that control gives you a sense of safety. Right. So, like, what do you think the detrimental effects are, like the long term detrimental effects that lead you to be like, I can't do this forever?
1: Having kids. Yeah. Um, I think that's like one of the beautiful things that God gives you when you have children. You're forced to start to consider like your life differently. And it was fine when I was shame mo- motivated. Yeah. But it's near impossible to pass something on that you are not. Mm. so i found myself like when i wanted to get my son's attention i would like shame him mm. and when i wanted him to do something i would like shame him and i mm-hmm. kind of became aware of it i was like oh shoot i don't have another way i don't know how people i don't understand people <laughs> who like just be doing stuff yeah for no reason
0: Who are just motivated
1: and so it's like it was a it was an issue wow. when it was just me but when the babies came along it was like no i don't want him to have to do in his head all the things i have to do so i'm gonna have to figure something out yeah (laughs) and i've been figuring it out but like i think that's i think that was really it like there are other answers but that was really when i saw my son's face one of the first times i really like hurt his feelings just two two years old and you see those big eyes start (laughs) to water and it's like dang bro over a juice box (laughs) yeah Like, over a juice box? I need to, I gotta, I can't do this. I gotta fix, I gotta figure something out.
0: Yeah, absolutely. And, you know, I feel like our patterns are like Band-Aids, right? And, like, they protect us from, like, the elements, right? But at the same time, if you take off the Band-Aid, you get, you have to look at the wound. You have to be careful of, like, the wound that's there. And, you know, I find with a lot of people that I work with, uh, and even with myself, (laughs) because I'm in therapy, too, you know, like, there's this way that like underneath these patterns is this reality we're not ready to address but with these pattern patterns is a reality we know we can't keep living like i can't keep living like this but i also don't have the capacity to address what i'll have to face if i stop doing this thing right and so i've asked you this before asked my clients this before um like, whatever negative pattern that you're struggling with, that you're dealing with, if you could never engage in that pattern again for the rest of your life from this second on, what would you have to face that you have been trying to avoid?
1: First of all, I'll say that's a terrifying prospect. Just yeah. a terrifying question. Yeah. Like, what? Why? Wait, what? What? Why? And also, no. Um, I think for me, if I didn't have shame to rely on i would have to i would have to in order to live the life that i live and that i want to live i would have to believe fundamentally that i'm good Mm. and i am just not there yet maybe intellectually i know it yeah but i'd like the idea of walking around every day and being like yeah like i'm i'm the right person to be in the room i'm the perfect I'm I'm the best option for my kids as a father. Yeah. I'm the best option for my wife as a husband. Like I'm. Yeah. yeah. I need. Yep. I'm in this meeting with a bunch of millionaires, and like I'm the right guy to be in the meeting. Yeah. Like I don't. I can say that. Yeah. It feels like it's a Grand Canyon between like living that, and it's pretty terrifying. I don't know. I it, again, the rest of you guys are weirdos because I don't know <laughs> how you live your life without a voice saying. Boo! Get this man off the stage! Constantly in the background.
0: And, you know, what you're saying right now is the negative pattern of negative self-talk is a natural byproduct of a core lie. Mm. And a lot of us are trying to change the byproduct without dealing with the core lie. Right? Like, the core lie is going to be expressed in some way, in some place. So, like, if we have to, if we want to change our patterns... If we want to change how we show up in the world, we have to check the core lies that motivate us. Right? Like even the idea that like I can only be motivated by shame. Right? I, I can only be motivated by someone by like uh punishment. Right? Like that that idea. Yeah. Like th- the natural fruit of that is for you to punish yourself. So that you can be productive, (laughs) you know, so that you can show up and and do all the things that life demands of you. Um, But if you came to me and you were just like, I want to stop my negative self-talk, I could give you a bunch of worksheets and, (laughs) you know, give you some affirmations, but it's not going to work because there's a deeper trauma that needs to be addressed. And even if you stopped, and I see this a lot, there are people who do learn how to stop speaking poorly about themselves, but then they start restricting what they eat right or then they just find a new way to punish themselves right i'm going to restrict what i eat new diet and then if they get off a diet i'm going to start working out five days a week in a way that like exhausts me like there are people i even we're still with
1: punishing themselves they yes. just how
0: yeah I, i've i've even worked with with people several people who literally like cannot enjoy a workout unless the workout is like painful enough mm. right like the proof that, like, I have done something good, it's like, if I'm in pain, right? And there's, like, a motif of punishing. Now, not everybody's patterns are about punishing. Some people's patterns are lying, right? And we don't like talking about that. We like to make it seem like lying is just a moral thing. M- lying is a protective thing. There's some people who have learned that the truth is not safe with other people, so they just don't tell it. Not because they don't want to, but because they're trying to stay safe.
1: I got to get some <laughs> tell y'all she says it's water we going we going to find out
0: Keep going. <laughs> it's water you know and and like i think that we have to stop being so quick to just uh, adapt to and adopt the world's perspective of how people are hurt like i've talked about the victim mentality before i got semi dragged on social media for this <laughs> <laughs> it was bad but i said like people who always play the victim are people who were the victim but weren't ever acknowledged for it and so every chance they get they're trying to let you see them as the victim because at one point they were the victim and everyone looked past them so now they feel like they have to stick it in everyone's face to get you to see the truth of how much pain that they're in right it goes back to like what you were saying about the the boy who cried, cried wolf right they like we like it's easy to just moralize the way that people hurt us mm-hmm. you're good or you're bad you're right or you're wrong right but like there's so much more nuance to that and like we look at people who lie and call them a liar but like do we give them an the opportunity to grow and change do we give them the opportunity to feel safe enough to tell us the truth right or do we continue to shame them because those patterns that we find socially unacceptable are still someone trying to protect something that's valuable to them, right? And I think that's one of the more beautiful things that I I help my clients see when they're in process of changing their patterns but are struggling to do so. Is like, Mm. I know it doesn't seem like it, but you actually really love yourself, which is why you're fighting so hard to protect yourself, right? Even if it means, like, it's almost like the world's going to hurt me no matter what. This is how I can manage that pain. I'll beat him to the punch, At least now
1: there's boundaries on it, right? Yeah. You know how far it can go and how far it can't.
0: Exactly, right? And when you're in front and you're leading people, you decide where it starts and where it stops, right? Even in our negative patterns, oftentimes we are really trying to like protect ourselves from pain. Um, But the patterns that we don't address are always connected to the pain. Rather, the patterns that we can't change are always connected to the pain we haven't addressed. So like... If you're in a place where you're like, okay, I want to start changing these patterns, I would ask the question I asked you. If you could never engage in this pattern again, what emotion would you have to feel? Right? If you couldn't have that glass of wine before bed every night. Don't come emo- for my glass of wine. All right? <laughs> you don't have a glass of wine every night. No, Goodbye. I don't. But
1: if I did, it would be Mayomi. Check it out. It's, oh, it's Mayomi delicious. is very good. It's Pinot Noir from Oregon. It's great. <laughs>
0: but <laughs> if you... Shingles plug. If you not sponsored (laughs) if you couldn't you know for me and and this is gonna sound like wild my therapist asked me this and it was uh i felt brutalized and dragged by her she was like if you had to eat whatever you wanted to got to eat whatever you wanted to but like it didn't taste like anything like what would you feel because me (coughs) i like to i like to to cope with something a little spicy a little salty a little sour, I I love food, right? And like food helps me feel better. And she was like, if you got food but you didn't get any of the feel good feelings from it, what would you have to feel? Sadness, frustration. That
1: sounds like a fate worse than death. Keep it hot. <laughs> if no, someone just tomorrow took all the flavor out of food, yes, I um. And like don't it, know. it was a
0: thing for me that like food food is something I love. Food is something we need, but like my therapist could see how food was being used as a bandaid instead of a tool for sustenance. Yeah. Right. Sustenance, not substance. Right. And like I was, I was trying and I was you, it was safe to do that. Right. The same thing with like sex. Like it's safe to be like, Oh, well I'm married. It's so like sex is normal. But like, but how are you using it in marriage? Right. How are you using it in your relationship? is it a means to connection or is it a means to distraction? hmm Right? And, like, not saying that, like, every single moment needs to be a deep, intimate, like, soul-searching moment, but, like, how are you regularly utilizing these these things that you engage with mm-hmm. regularly? Um, so I would start with that. Start with that question. Like, Keep it
1: hot. You remove sex from a relationship and it doesn't work at all? It's probably not a relationship that works at all. I'm not you know I'm not saying like sex is great
0: I, and it's a big part of relationships. You know for sure. every
1: time it asks me on the on the form sex I say yes please right like not male female I just write it in, so I'm not hating, but <laughs> if you remove it and you don't have a relationship you probably don't have a relationship. There's a lot of people self medicating their yeah. loneliness within a relationship by throwing some sex on it.
0: Absolutely, absolutely, absolutely. So. When we want to heal, because we talked about how this season for us is really about resources to healing, like, okay, what do I do with it? I would say check the patterns that you want to change but can't. Check the things that you do that you want to stop, but there's something in you that just can't. Why can't you? What would you have to face if you had to, if you had no choice, if it was taken from you? And I think that that's a good place to process with yourself, your small group, your pastor, your friends. Uh, your partner whoever
1: Yeah Agreed Um I'll I'll do the outro this time babe uh, okay. <coughs> <laughs> I don't remember how you do the outro Oh
0: my goodness <laughs> <laughs> You guys, thank you so much for joining us. We are so excited to be back with you guys for season five. Go grab my new book that is on pre-order right now. Why am I like this? How to break patterns, break cycles rather, heal from trauma and restore your faith. The goal is New York Times bestseller. So go grab a copy or two or five. Um, The link is going to be in the show notes. Also, if you're looking for an amazing community of people to grow, laugh, cry with, join the inner circle. There's free courses free devotionals free community free q a's i moved to ask kobe to that um and then also if you need therapy then you can visit my practice uh website what's it called why uh, do i oh it's brain fart
1: healing circle therapy <laughs>
0: Yeah, HealingCircleTherapy.org. The link is going to be in the show notes. Maria, who is amazing, is uh, my clinician, and she does services in English and in Spanish, and Kyle is going to be a coach with the practice. So if you want someone who's not me but married to me. There you <laughs> stole go. Stole your joke. Yeah. Um, yeah. If you just need a him. guy,
1: you just need a dude. You're like, hey, I don't need real help. I just need a body. Call your boy, all right? I will be the warm body in front of you. And we'll just talk, man. You know, we we we'll chop it up. I really am. I'm only focusing on seeing men, by the way. So, you know, just, yeah. just so you know. All right.
0: <laughs> well, you guys, thank you so much. We'll talk to you soon until the circle comes back around. Bye. Uh, bye.